0: Can anything good come from Nazareth? Ever feel small, unimportant, or feel like you can't be used to make an impact? Well you're in the right place. I'm Mallory. And I'm Holly. And welcome to Small Town Big Kingdom. We believe even
1: small people from small places can be used for His Big Kingdom. Through open and honest conversations about real life struggles, we hope to dive deeper into His Word and how we can apply it to the small places and spaces of our lives.
0: So, click subscribe and join us as we chat with Bibles open and coffee in hand.
1: All right, guys, we are going to get back to something we planned on starting and <laughs> started it and stopped,
0: but I kind of forgot.
1: Yeah, oops. So, we wanted to share with you guys week to week, like what our favorite worship song is this week and like why it's inspiring us. Um, So for me this week, my favorite song, the one I'm jamming out to and consuming over and over is called Better. And it's by Brandon Lake and Tiana with Maverick City Music. Um, And it's just, it's speaking to me like, it feels like like on another level, just putting into words how, how much better life really is when we do things God's way and when we're not trying to do things on our own. And um, I hope if you listen to it, it inspires you and you get the same feeling of better that I do.
0: Mallory, what about you? Um, this isn't like necessarily my like favorite song right now. It's an old one that I used to jam out to all the time, but I have been listening to it again because my kids like it. Yeah. So after we do our devotions on the way to school, we've been playing this because I have a couple children who really make it hard to get out of the car at school in the morning (laughs) and god um, help us and one of them had to be pulled out of the car this morning actually but um i'm like trying to like do upbeat things like get us in a good mood and get Mm -hmm. our mind off of it and then they can just be grabbed out real quickly (laughs) and so it's what if by matthew West, and it's just like very upbeat yeah and so that when they were like when the boys were, like, two or three, that was their favorite song because it was, like, loud and yeah, all that. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun song, and it has really good lyrics in it. I mean, so, anyway, if you haven't heard that one. Check it out. Yeah,
1: we'll link it in the show notes. Your
0: kids might enjoy it. Yeah. All right, so this week. On The Unlikely Women of the Bible, we are going to learn about the story of Hagar, who was a slave to Sarah, Sarah being Abraham's wife.
1: Yeah, you remember those old folks,
0: (laughs) the original OG of the
1: Israelite nation, mom and dad that started it all. Um, Their story didn't start out very good either.
0: (laughs) Pretty much, like, everybody. Yeah. So, um, she, like I said, was a, an Egyptian slave. So, she was an Egyptian. Yes. To begin she with. She's not an intro. So, just to start her whole life out, she's had no choice. Like, she's a slave with somebody. So, she has no, like, free choices to make. She gets told what to do or she has to do what
1: she's her, told. her
0: duties are, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um...
1: So you wanna well, and just to give you a little backstory about her. So um, as you probably all know, the story of Abraham and Sarah. Um, God tells Abraham to pick up and move. He he's trying to send him to the land that he um, is going to designate for the Israelites to have. And on their journey, like a lot of us often do, they took a detour and they went somewhere that God necessarily didn't tell them to go which was Egypt. And um, I'm sure a lot of you know the backstory with this too. Abraham lies and tells the king or the Pharaoh that Sarah is a sister instead of his wife. Anyway, when they leave Egypt, they take slaves with them. I don't know if they bought them or if they were given to them or what, but Hagar is one of these slaves. And so as they leave leave um, Egypt traveling, They now have her and she was not given to Sarah as anything other than a slave. She wasn't, she wasn't given to her as a concubine. Mm -hmm. However, Sarah in her impatientness for God to actually fulfill what he promised to to her and Abraham um, decides to (laughs) decides to take matters in her own hands and like Honestly, Abraham being like every other man in the world would be when Sarah propositions Abraham to have the child with Hagar or to try to have a child with Hagar because them two are not having one. He doesn't turn her down. He sleeps with Hagar. And Hagar gets pregnant. So that's just kind of the, the backstory. The, yeah. Like the overview story there's so much more that goes on, especially in between the two women of this story um, that we want to just kind of break down and talk about. So,
0: so Hagar was forced. She had no choice in the matter being a slave. And then um, when she does get pregnant, I think like breaking that down, she kind of gets this like arrogance about her because Mm -hmm. You know, back then, it was kind of like people, you were favored in God's eyes if you were, like, fertile and you could get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, If you couldn't, you were kind of, like, looked down upon, like, they think, you know, like, people say, now, you're not living your life, right? Yeah. Like, type of thing, which we, no, it's not the case. But, so, she gets pregnant, and she kind of gets arrogant about it. She does, but, like, let's talk about that, too. Like,
1: think about that process of playing out like we talked about last week about bashi but like you wouldn't necessarily call it rape because i don't think that abraham probably like forcefully mm-hmm. did it but she right. was taken from her homeland probably didn't even speak the same language because they were not the yeah. same ethnicity and then the person that you work for comes to your tent and says get you up have a baby <laughs> get up and go sleep with my husband like It's basically what we would consider today, right? Like Mm -hmm. she didn't want it. Um, And then, like you said, when she actually successfully fulfilled what her master, Sarah, asked her to do. Then her attitude, her heart and her attitude changes about herself because she's validated. And then Sarah's attitude changes toward her because. She fulfilled what you asked her to, but then it also made you feel less than because you weren't able to do it. Right.
0: I mean. So Sarah, Sarah, not, I think we do this. She did not think about the consequences of this plan.
1: We're, me and Mal are really bad at that. <laughs> like we will set something in motion and we're like, "Crap, we have to put the <laughs> brakes quite often and go, okay, reel this back. Like, how is this going to house is going to play and we, and we don't always do that sometimes we get
0: into something and it's like crap we're in over <laughs> yeah. so she like we do and i'm sure some of you can relate to this set this plan in motion to for her slave to get pregnant by her husband and then starts kind of getting jealous and that's what sin does she should have listened to the plan that god had for her life and yet that, that would have happened but we're all guilty of that. So she does that. So she, for one, gets jealous of Hagar. And then Hagar kind of gets a big head about it. This is the first, probably, time in Hagar's life where she's had something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's like, I'm worth something. Because she was able to have a baby. So yeah. she, it makes her feel worth, worth, worth Valued guess, and, and valued. Yeah, vindicated, yeah. So that starts unraveling and hagar sarah starts mistreating her very badly is not treating her good and on top of that she's pregnant so i'm sure she's not feeling the best i mean they didn't have ginger ginger ale and stuff (laughs) back then crackers (laughs) so she runs away to the wilderness i mean
1: bless her heart like can
0: you think about that i know
1: like could you imagine being mistreated so badly that today you like ran away to uh,
0: like, run, living in the wilderness is yeah right. like
1: you ran to the woods and just <laughs> like i'm just gonna hide out here
0: so she does that and then an angel appears to her which is i may add the very first time an angel appears in the bible correct
1: yeah i believe so and to, um, a, to woman. a woman non- and a non-believer because she was from egypt so she wasn't she didn't grow up a believer but, yeah. of the singular God. Um, and this leads to God being given a name, you know, right. God has many names, and so this led to her calling God the God who sees her, which is
0: um, Elroy.
1: Elroy in we'd have to look that up, but it may be Hebrew. I don't know. I think. But which so. is pretty awesome. I mean, how kind. Of our God
0: to show up to, to her. show
1: up to her who didn't previously
0: believe in him. And Well, that's just his character. Yeah. He showed up and she names him that out of being felt she finally felt seen. But then he tells her, You have to go. You have to go back. Back. And she listens to him. Yeah. And does.
1: Which... I kind of feel like from that moment she had to be a believer. Oh
0: yeah, that's like her first step out on faith, I feel yeah. like. She had to be a believer. So, she does that. She goes back. She has the baby. Then a little bit after she has yeah, the baby, I think a
1: couple years yeah. kind of go by.
0: Like he's well, it said he he was just being weaned, but I think back then they breastfed for they, like yeah, years. they yeah. I think it was probably, <laughs> like three. Like we're, we're we're talking at this point.
1: I don't know. I think they kind of did it a lot longer I than that. Not. Like
0: just, they're running around
1: playing kickball still. <laughs> Kick her off. Kick there her off. There you go. There were no balls.
0: Okay. Anyway, at some point they wean the child <laughs> off of the boob. I'm not sure what age. It, hopefully, the 14 years. <laughs> but um, they kind of they don't act like he's that old because, like, he was crying still. So I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. Yeah, but probably true. She has the she has the child, and in the process of him being starting to be weaned off of her, Sarah gets pregnant and has a child and is like. I don't want Hagar here anymore because I don't want her child to take what my child's birthright is. Right? Am I- yes, okay. correct. So, in this meantime, that same angel appears to Abraham and tells him to let Hagar go. She will be taken care of. She'll be safe. But he didn't, you know, so he does that. He doesn't, he lets Sarah kick her out and the child, his child, I might add. hmm And doesn't stop it or reassure her that, hey, I'm sorry, this is happening. Sorry, this is happening. I mean, maybe
1: he did and they just didn't include it, but I feel like he didn't. The the stinky thing is, is here yet again, okay, the second major story of men in the Bible, they're not being the leaders that God called them to be. They're not leading the women. Adam didn't lead Eve in. And telling her, hey, that is not what God said. Mm-hmm. And Abraham's not leaving Sarah saying, no, we're going to listen to what God told yeah, us is going to happen. If he would have pumped the brakes on the whole Hagar yeah. thing, you wouldn't have this issue. But now he's facing the consequences of it too. Because think about the weight of like having to let your child go. He still loved Ishmael. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his son too. That was his firstborn son, even if it wasn't born with the rat right woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yet, dude, you keep letting your wife tell you what to do.
0: It's like, just like such a great... Like, way to see how our sin can just spiral. Spiral, Yes.
1: And create even more pain and even more destruction every time we try to do it. We would
0: have been patient and listened. No matter how long it took. Yeah, Not taking it in our own hands. Yeah. So she leaves into the wilderness again. And the reason I was saying I don't think the child was too, too old was because it says that she left him by a bush to cry alone and die because she didn't, she couldn't sit beside him and watch her child wither away and die. I mean, so. The agony of that. So she was far enough away to still hear him, but, and then the angel appears to her again, right? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And tells her. What exactly does it He say?
1: reassures her that everything is going to be okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm going to pull the scripture in and read it to you guys. It's Genesis 21, 15 through 18. And this is at the point of the story where she has fled, fled, or they've kicked her out. I don't really think she fled. So when the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bow shot away for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying and the angel of God, God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand for I will make him into a great nation. So she's promising, or not she, he's promising to her that Again, it's gonna be okay. again, she's going to be taken care of. And you're going to be taken care of. Side note, Hagar, her name means what was... Bondage. That? Bondage. Bad. I mean,
1: her whole <laughs> life was set in motion to kind Poor of be girl. stinky from the beginning. But, the and the sad thing is too, on a second side note, and I think I'm accurate in this, that Ishmael is... Um, he does create a great nation, like God tells her, but his great nation is, is, law. is Islam. I believe yeah. Islam is founded from him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about that. Our our beliefs and his beliefs are in conflict with one another. So, I mean, it goes all the way back to this story. Well, it was
0: like one of Abraham's sons was the leader of Christianity. One of them was the leader of the law. Of the law.
1: That was also can be put back to bondage or oppression us always having to be um in that condition of oppression keeping the law instead
0: of the promise yeah which was isaac um and i wanted to add this in it's out of so one of the books that we've kind of been like pulling some stuff out of that as we've been studying is the women of the bible speak by shannon bream And one thing that she states in here um, is uh, she's talking about context out of Genesis 15.1. Do not be afraid. I am your shield and will be your exceedingly great reward. So Hagar is addressed in the same words that God uses for Abraham because this is the God who truly sees and who recognizes no distinction between the wealthy patriarch and the sorrowful slave. So the God who sees is the God who sees not with eyes of the world, but with the eyes of heaven. Yes. How awesome is that? Yeah, which is (laughs) how we're supposed to, I mean, that's where it says to be the hands and feet of Christ and to be more like him. We're not supposed to be looking at people of this world, but from the eyes of God, which is not, which is.
1: Which, and if had Sarah looked at her that way, think about how differently the story could have played Mm. out if Sarah, instead of after she took things into her own hands, instead of looking at her in jealousy and contentment and anger, because she got pregnant first, looking at her gratitude, like the story could have played out so, so differently different. had, I think both women seen the vulnerability of women in each other mm-hmm. and treated each other with grace, the grace that they both wanted. They didn't offer to the other, yep. you know, it's, I think that's one major lesson that, I took away from this story is that um, like I try to treat tell my girls you know if you treat people how you want to be treated if Hagar after getting pregnant had been kind and generous and um, understanding that Sarah was frustrated that she's still not pregnant the whole thing would have went differently
0: well I think it kind of falls back into like not thinking about self all the time Mm -hmm. in situations but thinking about others um, and thinking about where they're coming from just like you know you, you can be so quickly to judge somebody based on one one thing they've said to you, but you have no idea what they went through the night before, what they're going through at that moment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not, I try not, I try really hard not to judge people on a first opinion of them, or then sometimes they don't even have to say anything and you judge them. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, did you see her face? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, some of us just have that face. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave me a look. And so I just think that we, as women especially, can do that very easily. Mm-hmm. And so, well,
1: and we as women, story, we kind of mean,
0: maybe you should take a step back. Yeah.
1: And we as women, like this story here is a classic um, story of women. We don't let things go. Like mm-hmm. if, when you wrong us once, like forever, we hold on to things. Like men pretty well get past things easily. Well, they say they do, but <laughs> women, like when you wrong us, it's over. And I mean,
0: thank the Lord. Think about- the Lord's not that way. No, I, know, right? <laughs> I know. So um, I think one thing that we kind of jotted down to about this story was that, um, and Holly kind of came to this conclusion, but I think so many times we can be like Hagar and run away from our problems and go looking for another solution. When God is telling us to go back or be or be patient and stay, mm-hmm. you know, in the waiting, and that He's got it in control, we don't have to control. We don't have to have control of it, mm-hmm. which is such hard. An issue and it's it's so so hard. hard. But I think like remembering that when we're going through situations that are difficult, not to run from them, even if. It's a sin that spiraled out of control. Yeah, or
1: by... wasn't of your making that it just got pushed on you by someone else's.
0: Don't keep it in your control. Give it to God and allow him to do with it what he thinks should mm-hmm. be done with it. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Yeah, so we hope somehow, someway, poor Hagar and her story of what is, in my opinion, abuse and mm-hmm. <laughs> neglect and slavery Um, inspires you and that you can learn something from her and Sarah, because I feel like all women can.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a good weekend. Yeah.
1: Until next time. Bye.